Hello, 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 and welcome to this week's episode of the Imaginary Movie Podcast, a podcast where we watch a movie and then we just laugh endlessly for 90 minutes. My name's David, and I have prepared a song. <clears throat> Son of a bitch! Son when of Rossi a bitch! smiles, it takes me miles from where I'm standing. When Sammy smiles, I realise... They're no ordinary podcasters. Oh my god. The first singing I think we've ever had in this podcast. Well done, Dave. Uh, and it was shit. <laughs> I am not a trained singer, just in case anyone's yeah, Dave, no, Dave, curious. You don't, to, you don't need to defend yourself. Shame on you, Sam. Dave put himself out there. And yes, he did embarrass himself, but that's besides the point. <laughs> <laughs> he just, just did it on the internet. Uh, my name's Sam, and God, I want to let your skin off. And I'm Ross, and I'm happy to say I've also prepared a song. So me and Dave are on the same wavelength, so here I go. <clears throat> Forgiveness is more than saying sorry for listening to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't nice. believe it, Dave, when you said I've prepared a song. Motherfucker. <laughs> Motherfucker. <laughs> That's why I didn't say anything, because I thought, Ross runs on the same wavelength as me, and there's quite a lot of funny songs in this film, so there's a good chance. That's specifically so, why I asked, though, because if we have this thing, oh, I'll think of something else then. No, no, this will be fine, Ross, We need, trust we need me. a genuine reaction. I really yeah. get off on um, you guys, me, st- me stealing a bit from you guys, because I go first in the, in the announcement order. It really, yeah. it really, it really gets me there, like you saying, for fuck's sake, I, that was my bit. Um... This week, we watched 2005's Just Friends, um, a a movie that straddles quite a lot of genres. Um, mm, surprising, which, a, a surprising movie. Like, kind of, I wasn't expecting to actually laugh. To be honest, I thought this yes. was going to be a real trudge, but it wasn't. I loved it. The no, 90 I, minutes, I really enjoyed it as well. The ninety minutes went so quickly. Uh, Dave, you mentioned there was a slight lull in the third act, but I, I didn't think there was. It's so well done and it's so well timed. I, I but, but that, the thing is though, and Sam's gonna go through me for a shortcut for saying this, but I've got, well, I've got a crush in Hannah Ferris and I've got a man crush in Ryan Reynolds, so I was very happy. <laughs> Ross wants to fuck half the cast of this movie, and I'm there with him. You know, it's a, it's a good-looking movie. You're behind um, me in line. <laughs> yeah, you can have you can have whatever's left. After Ross. Oh, I don't think so. I've lived with Ross. I don't want that. Um, <laughs> so this is the first of our our, our February um, romance extravaganza, uh, where we're going to watch we're going to watch and talk about four romantic comedies, uh, which I guess broadly termed, this is a romantic comedy. It's also a comedy and it's also a Christmas movie. But I think, like you know, mostly it can be. Sort of put under the rom-com umbrella, can't it? I think I think as um, as as three guys who you know probably don't watch that many romantic comedies um, out of choice, this is probably a good like this is probably a good like gateway rom-com, isn't it? You know, yeah, it's, the, it's, it's certainly it, the broiest rom-com I think we've got on the docket. Yeah, it's it's a comedy film that's romantic. You could maybe you could maybe call it because it is much more it's much more gag filled than uh, you know like. Than Love Actually or something like that. Whereas mm. some of the films that we're doing later in the month, which we're not going to spoil now, are much mm-hmm. more in the vein of like 
you know, proper sit down and grab a box of tissues because you're going to be crying the whole time. Are you telling me um, there are actual female characters in these other movies, Sam? Because I'm not sure about that. Yeah, well-developed characters who, who mirror reality, yeah. Maybe, Shut up. Maybe. maybe. <laughs> Shut up. First first thing I want to... Well, let's let's do a plot summary. Um, so when visiting his hometown during Christmas, a man comes face-to-face with his old high school crush, who he was best friends with, a woman whose rejection of him turned him into a ferocious womanizer. Um, directed by Ron, Roger Cumble, who is... It's not a name that I think you necessarily know off the top of your head, but he uh, directed Cruel Intentions in 1999 and is kind of like from there, I think, is, has had a pretty good career. But that's that's why he's given um, the kind of the free reign, I think, to, to, on a film like this to kind of go for it. It's frustrating because I there's not a lot on the production of this online. I had a really deep dive last no. night. I was looking for stuff and I just could not find what the budget for this movie is. Um, no, there doesn't seem to <clears throat> made it made fifty million and I <clears throat> I would guess in, in two thousand five, like maybe thirty five. Like I don't it wasn't a critical success. It's not really that well remembered. But I reckon, like you think about thirty million, thirty-five million, it would it would have cost. I wouldn't have even maybe even said that. I think this is not low budget, really. But I think this is certainly. If you well, think you have about to, it, you have to think. You know, Ryan Reynolds. I can't. I don't know where he was at this stage in his career. Well, you know, in the same was... year, in the same year, he released. Do you remember the film Waiting? Yes, love Waiting. Uh, yeah, the, he released that as well. So it's kind of like. Mm. I think the beginnings of Ryan Reynolds' like um, film career because yeah. number one, I just just as a sidebar. Like, Ryan Reynolds looks much better today than he looked in 2005. Can we all just agree on that? Oh, I, that's completely unchallenged by me. I just, I couldn't get over how much Ryan Reynolds looks like shit in this movie, most of it, <laughs> compared to, like, current form. I was, I was shocked. Do you know what it you is? Know, I, it was 15 years ago. I was watching ago. with Nicola and she was like, there's nothing creepier than a man with no facial hair. <laughs> <laughs> and he is like, he is... Insanely smoothly shaved in this. I think it. I think it maybe adds to his like. He just looks a bit, a bit taut, a bit <laughs> like a dolphin. Yeah. I think it's. I think it's cultural though. I think in in two thousand and five, mm-hmm. like yeah. this is what it's a really did. good looking dude looked like. Clean you know? cut. Yeah. 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 Neat. Yeah. But the only thing I was going to say is obviously Ryan Reynolds at that stage in his career. But then you had you have Anna Faris as well. And I don't know if Scary Movie Three had come out by that point, but like I said, they have waiting. She was in that as well. Anna Faris also without a beard as well. We should know. I yeah, think. yeah, very clean yeah. cut as well. Well done. She does have a toothpaste beard for a little bit in this. <laughs> it's a great scene. Um, we, Anna Faris, how- who is a like, it's a funny one. Uh, you, you've mentioned Ross. Let's talk about it now. Anna Faris, like Ross is obsessed with Anna Faris. We came across this in our um, Lost in Translation podcast. Let, let's um, hang off the word obsession, but yeah, continue. But that's what it is, um, <laughs> and like, but she's she's kind of a weird actor who was in loads of stuff, and I think really has like quite fantastic comedic chops. I mm. think she's very very funny um, she, playing she, like a frantic role like this. She does something so well. I'm, I'm going to try my best to describe it now, but it's this wide eyed, just everything that oh. Uh-huh. And it's the way she reacts. And there was there was one point in the movie where you know Ryan Reynolds is getting her to go out to to the mall to meet her fans, and he's like, "Oh, but where can we go? You know, where you can you know meet the heart of you of who your people are." And she goes, "The mall." And he goes, "The mall." And she goes, "Ha!" 
<laughs> she's so happy that she got an answer right. And it's just those reactions she does is just so entertaining. I love her to bits. Yeah, but she never really had like a. You sometimes find that someone because she can obviously act, and but like she never really graduated from like scary movie type stuff. I haven't you know seen her I mean. on anything outside of a comedy. Yeah, it, um, it she, I mean, she's like still she... she's still working and she's still doing stuff, but I don't think she yeah. ever kind of like moved into more serious roles. It and looks like she like, starred in House Bunny, um, like m- maybe one of the only like starring roles for her. Um, top billing is House Bunny, which is about a uh, a girl. <laughs> Sam, we know what it's about. Mansion. Come on, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, 2008's House Bunny. Uh, um, but other than that, other than that, I don't think really like she's always been that kind of support, supporting actor, and there's nothing wrong with that at all. Because I think in this, she is she's not quite stealing the scene, but she's pretty damn close. Like some of the some of the stuff that she is. Like up for doing the toothpaste thing is is, yes. is a good example of like <laughs> some fun trivia wow. about that. But yeah, she's Anna just Anna Faris. You are up for it. Like you are just saying, "Yep, yeah, I'll do that. That's great. I'm happy to do that, and I'm going to make the most of it." So well, good for when her. you compare her to the other female lead of this, um, and you know, I guess Amy we'll Smart. talk about the cast now. Amy Smart. Um, like you'd rather watch Anna Faris because she's doing something funny and interesting, whereas Amy Smart like isn't given a lot to do generally. But I think has a similar sort of career where she was in lots of things in supporting roles for a very condensed period of time and then kind of went away. Yeah, yeah she's been yeah. she's been working like um, fairly consistently, but a lot of TV, a lot of TV shows. Yeah, um, you know, rather than necessarily movies. And again, that's that's fine. I think she does she does like she does well with what she's given, as you say, which is yeah, she's got like four lines in the script, I think. Uh, well, yeah. the thing, yeah, I mean, like in terms of talent, I would, I would rate Anna Faris higher than her. She seems to always play. Like I've seen <laughs> Road Trip. Uh, we should, we should do a teen movie month, by the way. You <laughs> we know, should I've do seen a shit like, teen movies from the middle of <laughs> month. Yeah, and you know, American Pie is in there. Um, but yeah, she's mm. always just this, you know, the the nice girl that the guy is. She's the girl for. next door, Ross. Yeah. She's the girl next door in like every. Every role I remember, she wasn't she in Scrubs as well for a little bit. Yes, yeah, um, she was in Scrubs. Yeah, this, I think Ryan Reynolds was in Scrubs as well in the same year. So. Yes, they were. Yeah, mm. um, but apart from like, let's let's on while we're on the cast, is there anyone else? Well, Ryan Reynolds. Let's talk about Ryan Reynolds because he Who? is he's <laughs> some guy. He he he's very he's very much up there in like the Nick Cage Venn diagram. Oh, I have to, uh, good actor, Sam, bad actor. And Sam, he's just—he's right there in the middle, and I really don't know. And I'm, I'm gonna have to jump in here. I disagree. I think he's fantastic. He can do no wrong in my eyes, and you should cut out your own. T- <laughs> Green lantern. <laughs> oh God! Oh God! How did I forget about? Immediately, Green immediately <laughs> undermined. Um, <laughs> but 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 what I objection, Your Honour? Like, <laughs> Green lantern. <laughs> He's one of those actors that has a total like, typecast thing, and this is, and this I think is probably, it's it's probably like the the beginning of, yeah. of his. Um, well, the the Ryan beginning Reynolds of it's this. Van Wilder is the first one I think his big yeah. one. Then yeah. there's oh, this yeah. this and waiting came out in the same year and are very much of the same kind of like ilk. Um, yeah. I don't and, and then, <coughs> seen and then these in, movies at the time. Well, in Deadpool, he's. he's He's pretty much doing this, isn't he? He's like he's playing the same, slightly smarmy, 
you know sarcastic character who has who makes funny faces and all this so despite despite all that i think he does a a really really good job in this in this film i think he's he's at, at, at the same time like a total dickhead and is able to you know you really dislike him in certain scenes and then he manages to bring it around and you're like oh ryan reynolds you're a nice guy really aren't you you're just you know you're just stuck in the hollywood world and all that stuff so i think i think i do appreciate his performance as much as i'm not sure i kind of th- I, think, I think i probably just watched deadpool again as being like this is the <laughs> yeah this is this, this is, is the control content. test yeah. yeah can i can i can i get uh, another another kind of dose of ryan reynolds to see what happens um, on the cast, uh, we've also got. I guess the next biggest role is Chris Klein, um, who plays Dusty in this. Um, who I love as well. Like another another person who Oz from American Pie. Oz from American yep. Pie, and yep. that's pretty much all he did <laughs> was this in American Pie. Um, but he's Wasn't really he funny in, in this that movie with uh, Mel Gibson. It was like the yeah. American version of Braveheart. Was it? What was it? Not the Patriot. Wasn't the Patriot? We were soldiers. We were. Was no, it, it was the they, I don't War. think he was in the Patriot. That was Heath Ledger. Yeah, he was. In, he was in We Were Soldiers, and he was also in Election with um, Drew Barrymore. Oh, of course, and, yeah. Um, uh, Election is um, isn't Drew Barrymore. It's uh, sorry, Reese Witherspoon. Yeah, Reese Witherspoon. Yeah. Um, but Chris Klein in this, I thought, was really good as well. Like, it's the nice yeah. thing about a movie like this where it's quite a it's quite a physically funny film. Um, and everyone just gets to ham it up like every single person in this movie is like having a good time doing their role yeah yeah like you don't really have a straight man which is nice and Chris Klein I think you know is because he's an ass like he's he's the Ryan Reynolds but if Ryan Reynolds was more of a dick and you know he's he's doing a better job at like trying to play this woman and everything and and really just like chewing the scenery with it like when he turns around and like you know, makes faces at um, at Ryan Reynolds when he's like being really pl- pleasant and nice and playing music for orphans or whatever. Um, it just really is really amusing and really funny every time he's on screen. I um, mean, again, this is an actor who kind of like was in a few things and then has disappeared. Um, I think it's good as well, especially because what what he's most known for, like Sam pointed out, is being Oz in American Pie, who who played the really nice guy just to get the girl. He wanted to be a jock, but then he learned to be a nice. Dude, <laughs> and then you just see like the other side of that where he's he's pretending to be nice to be an absolute dickhead. Love yeah, it. I like um, the bit in this. Not to jump ahead, but I like the bit in this where he's um, he's Ryan Reynolds punches him at the, at the in the church, <laughs> and he's on, on the floor, and like they're saying, "Why? Well, how did you do this? How dare you do this, Ryan Reynolds?" And then he looks he looks at him with his like, like the devil horns tongue. with his hands, <laughs> and then and then. And then just passes out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's really just like, it's well-played comedy and it's well-timed comedy. We talk about this quite a lot, like comedy is about timing and, you know, this could, these jokes could so easily, like, not pay off. Yeah. Um, uh, the only other people I want to talk about is Julie Haggerty plays uh, Ryan Reynolds' mum in this movie. Yes, yes. Of uh, Airplane brilliant. fame. Um, She's brilliant. She's another person who plays like the same character. Like, the mum. Oh, she's yep. got a really airy voice, and she's oh, a bit. Oh yes. Oh, she's yes. not all there, and oh, I don't really understand. Oh, what are you saying, son? What wanking? What? And she doesn't <laughs> quite get it. <laughs> whoa, and, like, whoa, whoa! <laughs> My favourite scene uh, is when she's she's singing. She says, 
be yourself, be yourself. And you're like, oh my God, like it's so yeah. pathetic. And you can see how, you can see where this, um, Ryan Reynolds is a, as a, you know, as a teenager, like you can see where his patheticness came from. Yeah. <laughs> Which is, um, I don't think it's really pathetic. I think it's just, it's, you know, it's that sweet naivety. No, is, she's really, it? really pleasant. And the, the, the bit I was referring to is when we first meet her and the brother, uh, played by Christopher Marquette, who's very funny as well. Oh, um, yeah. He says that he basically uses a euphemism. He says he wanks to um, Anna Faris's poster like eight times he a day. He slaps the ham. <laughs> exactly. And the mum goes, not the ham I just bought, not the ham in the fridge. I just bought that yesterday. Like, what's what I mean? She's just like not quite yeah. following along. And they Dense. all kind of look at her and just kind of look in- back. In the way that modern parents who were raised on the internet um, just will never be like this is this is such a relic of of the of the seventies mm-hmm. and eighties, isn't it? Parents who just don't have a clue what's going on. Like we we've all seen the most horrifying, disgusting <laughs> thing you can ever imagine by age twelve. So anything else is just like yeah, fine, and then goes. Um, yeah. yeah, and the rest of the cast is quite good, but there's no one really I, that I really want to sort of highlight. Well, we'll touch on them, won't we? We'll, we'll mention their names as we go through we go through the plot. Um, could, could we start with the like the 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 overriding theme of this movie though? Because I think, um, well, I, I don't think the, the the theme is friend zone. Let's yeah. just dig into the friend zone thing because this is a such a two thousand and five like 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 relic of when. Uh, the, you know, oh, you're stuck in the friend zone, bro, and all this stuff was was right a, a real. Piece. This was kind of like yeah, just before the all the the incel stuff and the you know nice guy uh, nice guy stuff. Yeah. Um, yes, but yes. bit like bit of a library scene in our podcast here. Um, it got we, we were talking about this when we were watching the movie. The term friend zone um, has kind of like it's been around for a while, but what popularized it was friends. Um, oh, mm. I think Joey says Joey says it to Chandler. Um, well, in a, I, I, I in thought, a nineteen ninety four episode of Friends. Yeah, I thought that that Friends actually originated it, but it, what I don't think it really necessarily like took on the uh, the kind of meaning until a little bit later. That, that's how that's from the research I was doing. But definitely, you're right. Friends, Friends is where it started, and of course, of course, you're going to get the most broy like. <laughs> Arguably, well, definitely chauvinist character in 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 like TV, which is which is Joe Tribbiani to bestow yeah. in that thing. But it's it's kind of like it, again, it, it's very two thousand five because no one's and the movie doesn't really it doesn't really like push against the idea of the friend zone, which is which is a, a total male thing of like, well, if I'm friends with a woman, then eventually. I need to have sex with her. Like that's the rules. Like, and actually, of course, that's not how reality works. No, uh, it's it's that it's that sense of, and it's. I was going to say it's not their fault because it, it absolutely is their fault. But partly responsible is movies like this and TV shows like that because it instills this. And it's rom com movies and teen movies do it as well. They ins- in, they instill this sense of entitlement to. Well, if mm-hmm. I be your friend, then I'm owed sex. That's that's a given. Why would um, I be a, a friend? If it's I'm a not more gonna, troubling yeah. sort of like theme whereby in movies, and especially movies around this time, you look at American Pie, which we've, which we've mentioned. Um, <clears throat> we're going to circle back around to my thesis in a minute. Um, but you look at American Pie and things like that where women are <clears throat> presented as as conquests, as something like an, like an object to be attained. Yep. You know, and um, obviously the objectification of women. But 
it's kind of like these teen these teen movies, and I think this is a teen movie, really, <clears throat> like in a lot of ways. Despite the fact that you know the main cast are meant to be in their late twenties, you know this 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 is a movie that's you know a high school movie, and obviously we yeah. watched it in high school, and and so it never really like questions that idea too closely. The you know it never really has a moment where it's like, well, women are people too, you know. <laughs> Amy Amy Smart says she says in the bar at the, near the end she says, you know, just because you couldn't have sex with me, you know, but just because I didn't let you have sex with me in high school, you don't get to treat me like this. But that is literally the only time we get like any introspection about um, this guy's character, the, the, the way that the, the this guy's acting. Klein's character, um, uh, Dinkelman, he he just he he apps, he gets no comeuppance at all. And I feel like if this was made <laughs> even five years later, then he would get, e- even if it is like a comedy thing where she pours a drink over him or something like yeah. that. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's nothing, there's none of that. So we just, we just get a, oh well, he didn't, he, he, he failed this time, but, but maybe just keep trying. Like, <laughs> well, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's sort of strangely uh, accurate, then, isn't it? Because you know, the bad guy doesn't always get his comeuppance, does he? So yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's strangely accurate, but it's inaccurate in the way that, like, he straight up <laughs> says to her, you know, she says, "Oh, listen, I'm not interested." Uh, and yeah. it's not accurate in that he goes, "All right, fair enough. You win some, you lose some," and he's off. You know, like that's not how people who, you know, have these not that that sort of attitude. People like that don't take no for an answer. <laughs> that wouldn't mm. be. It usually gets a lot darker. It, yeah, exactly. That wouldn't be. That wouldn't be, oh, and then we never saw Dusty again. That would be, yeah. and I saw Dusty outside my window three times last week, so now I've called the police. <laughs> yeah. I guess I guess now he'd be going online and... He'd be doing thinking, seminars, Sam, about how to con women into having sex with you. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. Negging and all this shit. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking negging. <laughs> what is wrong with our society that that can be a thing? No, specifically what's oh, wrong with men. we're pieces of shit, man. <laughs> what's wrong with men just, in our society? Let's... We're fucking trash, yeah. is what we are. <laughs> men are the worst. Um, so, I, do you know what? Some, like, sometimes I see like shit like this online. You know, like, this is beside the point. And, like, I'll see, like, you know, Reddit posts of, you know, like, uh, of people asking, you know, like, am I the asshole? People like that. And, like, <laughs> yes. I'll see a load of posts where, and this is going somewhere where women are like, oh, it's definitely the man, you know, he's obviously a misogynist, he's cheating on. I'm like, why are why are men getting such a bad rap? And then I see a slew of, like, posts from men, and they're like, I cheated on my wife, but she's not understanding. Am I the asshole? I'm like, oh, this is why, men. This is why. This is why we get a bad rap. We get totally a, deserved. We get a bad rap justifiably. Yes, and we're not all, <laughs> yeah, why, we're not yeah. all terrible, but mostly we are. Like, I think I think when you look at it from a historic point of view as well, you know, the the the, the ten or so thousand years that we've been completely fucking shit up, I think probably is, is not been clawed back yeah. yet. And then in the last fifteen years, where we start to get our comeuppance, and then it's like, hey, <laughs> why are we attacking men all of a sudden? Come on, we're nice guys. It's, yeah, ignore, what happened to equality? Ignore the Stop. fact that you couldn't vote until like a hundred years ago. Don't worry about that. Uh, ignore the fact that. you couldn't vote until yeah. about fifty years ago in Switzerland. Yes, we're, we're cool now, though, right? <laughs> we're cool. <laughs> we're cool now. So let's um, let's get into the plot of this because there is there is let's come back. it's it's quite a, you know as much as it's only ninety minutes it's actually quite a condensed movie. There's a lot going on here, Tight. and we see different you know we see see scenes in um, New Jersey and L.A. But most of it's set in L.A. Uh, sorry, New Jersey, and that's where we start um, with with Ryan Reynolds in 1995. And this 
fucking fat face. <laughs> what 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 is it about thin <laughs> actors in fat suits that is just funny? Like it, Can it's I just, just funny. Throw out a bit of trivia here. This face that Ryan Reynolds is wearing, just the face, weighed five kilos. Wow. Wow. And I can Not believe five it. Pounds, five like kilos. I, you know, you know, fat people, and I was a fat person once, <clears throat> still am. Um, like, <laughs> you have to be, you would have to be five hundred pounds to have a face that fat. Wow, like must be a lot of a lot of percentage. A lot fatter than Ryan Reynolds is in this movie. I think it, to have a face it, like that. It took him like four hours to to get on. Yeah, um, as well, which is. You know, which is a lot of like it's a lot of work, isn't it, to get? But I think it does pay off. Like, and what what I also appreciate about this um, is his how his acting changes. So at the beginning, he's you know Chris Brander, uh, Ryan Reynolds is is in high school, and he has a is a crush on um, Jamie Palomino, played by Amy Amy Smart. And this is like this is I mean let's call it what it, it, it he has been friend zoned in in the framing of the movie. That's basically what happens. And we just get Sam, like, you're going to get cancelled, man. You keep this shit up. Cancelled. <laughs> Please cancel Dangerous me. Dangerous territory. Please cancel me. This will save well, me. Well, no, no. I get work. what you mean, Sam. But like, in actuality, what it is is that the Chris Chris Brander character is madly, hopelessly in love with Amy Smart's character. Um, but of course, she has no idea. He hasn't said anything, and it's kind of like a the setup in the first bit of this movie is kind of like a flashback to when they were in high school, and it's. It's him trying to like find a way to tell her how he feels, mm-hmm. and we have <clears throat> a great scene of Ryan Reynolds like singing. Um, I, can't, I can't remember what he's singing, um, but like he was really selling it. And then, um, and then this, his little brother walks in and calls him a homo. Um, Get out of my room! And we have like a nice little family scene there. There's a lot um, of gay jokes in this, isn't there? Which is it's very really 2005. 2005. We really hated gay people in 2005, eh? Yeah, it's like proper gay panic, isn't it? It's <laughs> it's quite, you know, it's quite funny in some ways of of, of like a relic of like, yeah. oh, remember when we used to joke about that? Whereas that's well, we did when I was at school. Like that was a, you just called someone gay. That was like, oh, that was an insult. Oh my god, you're both going to get cancelled. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> fucking give it a rest. <laughs> By who? <laughs> <laughs> Just going to be me on this podcast next week. I'm the editor, so I mean, I'm the one with the with the control. <laughs> Ross is a Ross is a thriving racist. God damn it! Now I'm cancelled. All right, I'm just, just going to clip it. that bit, and that'll be just your input for the episode, Ross. Absolutely, just <laughs> that's like, my intro. Remove the rest of it. Um, but this, so we, this is good framing, though. I think, isn't it? This is good framing to get to, like I think they really because they spend quite a lot of time in that first. It's maybe about twelve. Maybe thirteen minutes of just in nineteen ninety five, and we 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 get to watch Ryan Reynolds' character just be utterly humiliated. Like there's there's yeah. a scene where he goes upstairs and he's got this book and he's written his you know how much he loves Jamie in the book and all that. And then the, this this drunk frat dude, um, who if someone could look up who the actor is, Tile comes, yeah, who is clearly like in his late forties. <laughs> <laughs> because, which is a, and it's a great payoff later on where, he, where he's he's just bald with this other than this like uh, monk kind of haircut around, around the edges which is very good but they, they swap the book over and then the the frat dude reads reads out this you know I love you Jamie I'd like to be your boyfriend to the entire like house party of all, everyone is, they're at high school with it's so like evocative of being a teenager isn't it you know obviously we yeah. never lived in that world of 
solo cops and American parties. No, but teenagers are absolutely oh, that cruel. You can feel. I, I, I felt like just I was trying to die for him. Do you know what I mean? Because it's just <laughs> awful. It's awful. Yeah. And very funny. <laughs> and very funny. And um, he's, Ryan Reynolds is also wearing a, a really tight-fitting T-shirt that says... Um, it's got him oh. and and Jay and um, Amy Smart's faces on these two like kittens, saying we're best friends or something, and it's like forever best friends forever. And everyone at the party sees it, and they're all just like laughing at that. They're laughing at the 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 thing the thing, and he just he stood there like oh god. <laughs> so it's it sets it up well, doesn't it, for how damaged this guy now yeah. is in like present day two thousand five. Yeah, very much so. Um, so we kind of move on from there and then we kind of like flash forward to 2005 where Ryan Reynolds is like a, a yuppie isn't the right word. Yuppies are like eighties and nineties. What's the, what's the 2005 yuppie? He's a bro. He's, he's a bro. He's a total bro. He's a bro. 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 He's a bro. Um, so we're introduced to Ryan Reynolds again. Uh, he's thin. He's attractive. Uh, he works for... A, a record label. <laughs> Do you remember when musicians made money? Um, he, works, <laughs> he works for a record label and and his, their job is to represent artists. Um, and we kind of get like a little snapshot of his LA life, don't we? We kind of get his... Um, a little monologue from him about how... He's talking to someone he works with about how, you know, um, this guy must be a pussy if he can't fuck this woman, basically, is what Ryan Reynolds is saying to him. You know, he says, "Oh well, yeah, she's really nice, and we've got we're going for lunch tomorrow." And he goes, "Lunch," and he and he basically gives him this whole like pre-prepared speech about how you don't want to be stuck in a friend zone because that makes you a pathetic, pathetic person, and yeah. how uh, what's what does he say? The exact words are, you know, oh, you ring, you're an, you're you a, ring, you're Mandy, a, you're an inanimate or asexual object, yeah, you like a brother or a lamp, <laughs> you you ring. <laughs> <laughs> you ring you ring Nancy, you change your lunch date to a dinner date, and then whatever happens, you kiss her at the end. Because friends don't kiss. And it's like Whoa, that that's a really that, that that's a really alarm bells. damaging consent issue. Really raping. Yes. <laughs> Thank you, Sam. Yeah. yeah. But, but that's like, essentially ooh, like his ooh, ooh. his outlook is like and we even see it, someone breaks up with him because he's an asshole. And he just turns and like starts hitting on the woman next to him, and yeah. you know yeah. we which, really which get is, like a condensed Ryan Reynolds is a piece of shit, which thing. is which is totally um, <laughs> totally like well a man wrote that didn't they? Because I don't, I'm not sure of many women who would even even as someone who is as uh, as 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 attractive as Ryan Reynolds, the guy just you know shits on this woman and says fuck off go away, and then there's just another one wait, there waiting for him. Like that's literally turns around to her. That's never happened. And she's there. It's just never happened, is it? Like, <laughs> no. What's going on? I mean, the empirical evidence is is absent because, unfortunately, I don't look like Ryan Reynolds. Um, but yeah, yeah it me, seems... and Ro- me and Ross are in long term relationships, so that's not gonna. That's that's. And that's also, not gonna... just to be clear, don't look anything like Ryan Reynolds. Um, How dare you? We've all got faces uh, for podcasting. Uh, excuse you, sir. Um, <laughs> To be fair, Ross, I, I think Ross, you're right, a five actually. foot seven Irishman. You're nothing like Ryan Reynolds. First of all, I'm five foot ten. <laughs> you fuck five let's, foot ten. Let's be you liar. Five, five foot ten. I'm not a fucking leprechaun, you prick. Five foot ten. Right. Yes, so I'm fi- anyway, well, I'm gonna get. So, I'm gonna get. So, I'm gonna get you officially measured, Ross, because you are 
overestimating. Tune in to our YouTube video where Dave measures Ross. <laughs> height. Height, I should say. Measures his height. <laughs> For a start. So, um, but, but, but then we get introduced to Anna Faris's character. And this is oh where... Oh, my God. <laughs> the, this, is, this is where we get, like, a, a really good um, parody, I think, of, like, the, of the, the totally self-obsessed... Oh, I have a piece young, of trivia here, actually. ...talented, attractive... Um, uh, pop star, and just, just before Stark. your trivia, yeah. just before your trivia, I just really, I just really want to talk about the poster um, oh, because there's this the poster, great poster is was is not an edited thing. They actually did that. See, oh yeah, Anna Faris is up for every, everything. She is, everything. she is, she is mad for it. Well done, her. Comedy, not anything else. <laughs> She's mad for comedy. <laughs> yeah, Ross, Ross, easy, Ross, calm down, easy. <laughs> Put the tiger back in the cage. <laughs> okay. Um, so my bit of trivia is that when they were writing the um, so Anna Faris's character is called Samantha James. Uh, when they were writing yeah. that character, they basically said we want like a Britney Spears. You know, they basically like every well, Britney Spears, Amy Winehouse type, but they want they said put it all in a blender and then make them stupider was what they wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, well, to that end, um, they actually auditioned. Job done. That she auditioned um, Paris Hilton for the role. Wow! Initially, wow. Um, and they basically decided that, like, while Paris it was, it Hilton wasn't would, a documentary, exactly. While Paris Hilton would be <laughs> yeah. perfect for the role, she's not an actor, and therefore, like, she wouldn't be able to do the funny stuff that Anna Faris does. So they, they went with Anna Faris. Um, she's not smart enough to play it stupid. <laughs> exactly. Um, although, like, maybe let's not throw aspersions at people. Just, just. For the sake of it, uh, well, for being stupid, <laughs> being stupid, it's really hard to defend Paris Hilton. But um, this isn't the Paris Hilton hate podcast. Um, <laughs> so this is where Dave takes stance. This is where I take a stance. This is Dave's life. I don't want to die this on this is... hill. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's some sort of context on what they were going for with the Samantha James character, and I think they kind of nail it. Um, I think. I think oh, she. She. Sorry, go on, Ross. Uh, no, I would just completely agree. She absolutely does nail it. It's the thing I was alluding to earlier. You know, she she completely nails that. You know, that sort of that airhead persona while still being lively. Um, but yeah, I, <coughs> sorry, I was just agreeing there that yeah, she absolutely does nail it. The bit, she the bit is, she's really stupid, but she's and really possessive and <coughs> fucking insane. Yeah, the bit um, when when she's um, when she's. She just she just saw, met Ryan Reynolds again, and they're talking and blah blah blah. He sits down. She's sitting on like she's on her knees in front of him <laughs> yes. and starts taking off his trousers. <laughs> and and I, I read that as totally non-sexual. Like I, I didn't think that she I didn't think oh she's what what is she gonna do like she's gonna start giving the guy head no no she just takes them off and then once that once once they're by his ankles. Um, he he just she just sits down, and and there's this great shot where they're actually not by his ankles; they're at his knees, and then through the just you can just see him slightly moving his legs, and they just fall slowly down. They slide down. It's well, that's it's 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 because it's not that she just stops; it's that she's like, oh, you know, she's like, you know, being all suggested, oh, you're gonna get it, and then she like, you know, like you said, fiddling with you know with the belt and getting it down, and she goes, oh, I've written a new song, yeah. and then she goes to play it. <laughs> 
then then she's playing the guitar and then you see what you're describing, Sam, where she's like, forgiveness, and the pants just sliding down his calves. There's some really good physical comedy in this movie. Um, it's fantastic. And I think Reynolds sells a lot of these awkward scenes where things are happening to him or around him, especially with Anna yeah. Faris, where you know he has he's obviously like, right, red light, red light, get away from this woman, she's mad, she's mad, she's mad, she's going to cut your face off. <laughs> Um, and like, but he knows that it's his because we haven't mentioned like basically he he has to sign her to his um, company, yeah, record label, to his record yeah. label um, is like the big thing. So he's having to put up with this woman, um, and they have a pre-existing relationship. But like, whenever they're on screen together, he's like, you can see the way that he's holding himself is kind of like right. I mean, need to run or defend myself at any second now. He's really wound up <laughs> yeah. whenever they're together, um, which I think like lasts throughout the movie in a really good way. Um, d- just as an aside, Stephen Root, who plays the boss of the record label, who's kind of pressuring um, Reynolds into into signing it. He he was in Star Trek. He played Captain Cavada in Next Generation. The the um, he's a he's a hey it's that guy um, yes and he really reminds me of Rip Torn yes <laughs> like younger like the younger, younger and less but not, not that much <laughs> younger um, but yeah and I was like is that Rip Torn I was like no this film was two thousand and five not nineteen fifty five yeah yeah he reminds me of the guy who plays uh, Zed in Men in Black Rip Torn yeah the actor <laughs> yep <laughs> I thought you said. I thought you said Rip Taylor. <laughs> I thought you said Rip Taylor. Uh, do you know what, Ross? I really, really enjoy when we discuss something and then you... But guys, you know what's really interesting is... And then you repeat what we've just said. <laughs> but not to be a dick, just to have stupidity. Well done, Ross. Well done. Um... And, and I mean, you know, like, presumably people have watched the movie, so let's not go into it, but, but they end up in New Jersey because of, the, you know, a kind of uh, emergency with the plane. Because Samantha is stupid. Yeah, and this is a good example of, like, a, of like it's a bit of a bottle movie in that he's kind of stuck in um, in in, uh, in New Jersey. It's very Groundhog Day, isn't it? It is, and and they they even use he well he uses actually they don't use the, the film doesn't use it he says I uh, you know I want to I want to talk to Amy Smart I want to kind of you know go to lunch with her or whatever you know just to kind of see her again and he so he invents the fact that oh the weather I can't get out there's no planes and all this stuff so it's all kind of, it's all kind of quite self contained in this in this little town which I think was in Canada somewhere. Um, yeah, it was know. filmed in um, Regina, Moose Jaw, I think. Lots of Canadian sounding places. Yeah, so it, it, and I kind of like I like that. When once you get in there, it's all it's all about reliving all of the things that um, that that your past. Yeah, yeah that, that he kind of <clears throat> existed, and, and that's something that I kind of have like a little bit of personal experience with because I grew up in a very small town in in Wales. I then moved. You know, to the north of England and then to Scotland, and when I go back to see my parents, in you know, it's it's kind of like a weird thing where you occasionally. You also, sorry, go on. You also went to uh, Disneyland for your school trip, <laughs> so Ross is still really upset. Uh, every about every this. opportunity I, think, I have to bring that up, I think I'm you're going to have to take him to Disneyland, Sam. Um, you guys, you guys really just need to go to Disneyland. Like, you know, just get out of your system. It's fine. Um, it's not, I know what you mean, Sam. It's that small time thing. It's that small town thing where, uh, not so much anymore, obviously, because um, the world is on. Uh, everything's closed. 
but there's one big Weatherspoons in Harrogate where we all yes. used to go, and you go to the Weatherspoons, and you'd be guaranteed to bump into a half a dozen people that were at school with you. Now, I don't speak to other than two other pe- two people, literally two people. I don't speak to anyone I went to high school with, you know, and like, and that's not out of harm in case any of them are listening. But it's more no, just Sam's like, just well, a horrible <laughs> fucking person. It's because he's outgrown you. <laughs> With my big life in Scotland, uh, <laughs> yeah, but I'm a it's big more than just like just you just don't have I just don't have those connections in the same way that some people do, and so when he's coming back and you're like, oh, it's the, it's that guy, how you doing? Yeah, you know, I just totally I really connect with that in a way that is um is quite funny. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, like yeah. totally, you run into somebody you knew from school who either recognises you or you recognise them, or you know whatever, mm-hmm. and then you kind of you are forced to then have a social interaction with somebody you've got absolutely no interest in talking to yeah. like you know unless of course they're an asshole and they're doing you know like worse in life than you are in which case yeah i'll talk to that guy all oh, day yeah, sure uh you meet someone really who you at school him. and you're like oh hey who's working behind the bar and you then you engage them in conversation and that's kind of what Ren- uh, reynolds um he that's kind of what he's like doing so isn't literally it? what he does yeah she, she's working behind the bar so you know she's still living with her mom and there's all these things that you, you get kind of like- a little bit of backstory about that, and I, I will say that there are you can miss blink and you miss it. Um, but we are told that she hasn't always worked behind the bar. About a year ago, she split up with a long-time boyfriend and moved back home. Right. Well, that's it. Thank, thanks for raising that. Dave, I just, just wanted to say because like, ha- the movie doesn't make their... an attempt to make you remember that or know that, but it, well, I missed it. it. I missed yeah. it. So, well, yeah. it it makes it makes somewhat an event, but it's sort of a cop out because when they have their day date, the first day date in that cafe, and you know she asks him, you know, what have you been doing? And he does, you know, that little bit where he name drops like five celebrities, and then he says, oh, what about you? And she goes, you know, you're well, you're working at the maple. She goes, I'm not, I'm not working at the maple. I mean, yeah, I work at the maple. <laughs> But then she says, I'm actually, uh, and then she goes on, I'm actually uh, working with a teacher. Like, uh, you know, she goes, I'm assuming she was going to say, like, she's trained to be a teacher or something. But then Ryan Reynolds um, gets gets a phone call and he's like, oh, it's, you know, it's his boss, whatever. Um, and so I think I think it's a little bit of a cop out of the movie. Like, you know, it was the one chance for this character to have a little bit of personality, do, a little bit of They do say humanity. she's trained to be a teacher. It does come up a couple of times. Yeah, um, substitute, yeah. She's working as a substitute teacher, but she does say to Reynolds at some other point that she's training to be a teacher. And we are told, and again, like you really, really have to pay attention. We are told that like the idea is that it's been ten years since high school, and she spent most of those years somewhere else with this guy, and then that all fell apart, and she moved home and changed careers, etc., mm-hmm. etc. And so that's why she's working at the bar while she trains to be a teacher. I, ju- I just think it felt like you know. Oh, so what are you doing? And then the movie thought, well, who gives a shit? <laughs> well, let's get back to Ryan Reynolds. Because that's what the movie thinks. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. That, yeah, that, yeah. that is my biggest criticism of this movie, I think, is that it is entirely from the Ryan Reynolds and thus the male perspective. I don't I don't think yeah, you know, I think compared to some of the other movies we've got lined up, this is this is a real like this is a male rom com. It's a bro-y rom com, yeah. It is. And the hu- the humour reflects that, but also the 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 uh, thematic stuff. So we talked about the friend zone thing. We've as you meant as we've talked about now. Like they never really go into like her kind of like you. I think you either want to have 
a thing where she's really proud of where she lives. She's proud that she stays at home and that she that, that she stayed in her hometown. That she's you know she's got family here. She's got friends. She's she she likes it. Or you want her to feel some kind of like oh, I wish I'd came with you. And then either way, those things need to resolve. Where Ryan Reynolds moves back. Um, let's come to the ending at the end because there's a lot to say about that. <laughs> Either is. Ryan Reynolds moves back and is like, actually, you're right. Or she goes, fuck it, let's go to LA and let's let's live. You know, I want to be, I want to live in your life. Well, the film typical, never, it's your never typical wish fulfillment, it. Sam, where they don't go into it because it's not important to the story. Like, I don't mean that, that it's not important to the story, but it's not important to the story that they're trying to tell. It's not important like, to the male perspective for, of the story. Exactly. For the purposes yep. of this film... Like it's Ryan Reynolds' story, so Amy Smart needs to be basically like sat on a shelf, waiting for him, and like looking he's, sexy. He's and the he's the yeah. savior who's going to come in and like save from all of this small town humdrum nonsense, and they don't ever kind of like resolve that or make it satisfying. It's just kind of like, you know, oh, I really love this girl, but you haven't picked up the phone in ten years or written a letter or yeah. sent a telegram. Yeah. What, what if she's what if she's a horrible racist? You know, like, what is she? Like, there's all these things that you. I'm not sure unless... that's how I develop this character, Sam. No, no. <laughs> Stop projecting your wife onto female leads, Sam. Although, just sidebar: is there a single person of color in this movie? Um, Christ, no, I don't think so. <laughs> don't think there is. No. God, wow, this is a is. really white Christmas movie. If you know what I mean. <laughs> no, it's not good, is it? It's one of those. And again, I think it's like if. If you look at other romantic comedies, you see, you see so much more character development and even smaller characters. Like there's an arc for them all, and Amy Smart has absolutely zero arc other than other than realizing that she loves Ryan Reynolds. I mean, I'm not exaggerating. From my watching, there is nothing for her to do. There's no. Well, no there's she no exists Sam, to validate Reynolds' behavior um, by giving him what he wants. Mm-hmm. Therefore, undercutting any actual emotional end to this movie. Yeah, I, I think I mean, Klein has a better arc than, than and he. You know, that doesn't really progress either. But at least it's like <laughs> at least he has stuff to do, you know, compared yeah. to her just being passive. To be fair, at least he's like an EMT. Do you know what I mean? He's actually at least he's got a a job that contributes to something. He, he, you know, he's he's human trash, but at least he saves lives. <laughs> Jesus, Ross, that's some that's some class shaming right there. Jesus, you know, you know what I mean. So, uh, but no. So in the movie now, at this point, we've kind of like um, we've got a bit of a caper going on, and you know me, I love a caper where um, Anna Faris is under the impression that her and Reynolds are, are in a relationship, and he obviously thinks very differently to that. So, but knows that she thinks that again. There's a lot of like sticky issues here where Reynolds is the biggest piece of shit in the world. Um, so he has to find ways to basically keep her busy so that he can go and see Jamie, uh, play Bernie Smart. Um, so the first one he does is, like we've mentioned, um, he gets his brother um, to take her to the mall to, to do some singing, um, which is like a great sort of script way of getting her off screen so they can have these nice scenes. <laughs> can um, we talk about the brother? Quickly. I fucking love this performance. Um, I love that relationship between the two of them. Chris Mar- Chris Marquette is the is the actor, and yeah, um, fanboys is the one thing that I thought. Oh, he's in fanboys, isn't he? he yes, I was thinking, character. what's he in? Yeah, 
fanboys it's a, it's a brilliant film I love that movie it's so fun um, and as much as as much as it's about his performance here which I think is quality and you know it's really raw like you just you feel like he is just absolutely just going for it and, and there's there's, yeah. there's no soft edges at all I was fucking just laughing you know when you're laughing and it's like the carriage is just running away and you just like can't stop when I'm um, jumping ahead a bit, but when um, there's two scenes with him and Faris where I was just like honestly nearly crying with laughter, it's when she asks Faris asks him where Ryan Reynolds has gone, and she kisses him to make him well licks his face to make him tell her. <laughs> I was just <laughs> honestly like, there. I will she say. Do, hang on, Dave. Hang on, Dave. She doesn't lick his face. She literally on screen like forces jams her tongue into his mouth. Like, I thought she was going to lick him. Take a bath. She, there was that scene, and then after that, he's in the car with her. Um, they stop in front of the house, they pull up in front of the house, and he's hanging out the window by his waist, like, flapping around, going, she knows, she knows! <laughs> the jig is up! <laughs> it just, I was just like, it's just the energy in his performance, and he's kind of, like, stuck in the car window. And obviously, Reynolds knows that she knows, because he can see her, but it's just... Yeah. I love that oh. line he says next. Like obviously they're at a distance, and he's like, "She's like, oh, you're, you know, you're fucking dead." And he goes, "Samantha," and then like through like the smile, shit, <laughs> like <laughs> under his breath. The, the 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 thing that I really like about um about the the Chris Marquette's performance though is how well he plays off Ryan Reynolds, and and because I've I've got a younger brother and you know who is a couple of years younger than me, and it's like there's totally totally realistic. Of just just shitting, relationship. just shitting on yep. each other all the time, you know. Yeah. And like the bits when they're fighting, it, <laughs> it it really looks like Ryan Reynolds just didn't hold back very much at all. Slapped the shit out of him, like slapped, spat shit in his mouth. Oh. He kicks him. He kicks oh. him right in the the kick when he's on the sofa, and he's just like, <laughs> yes. But the whole thing, the whole thing, and then and there's a great scene where they walk in, and I think um, Anna Faris is like passed out, or whatever. They walk in, they're swearing at each other, arguing, blah, blah, blah. And then they're both eating, like, shortbread, and he just goes, love you, bro. And he goes, yeah, I love you too. And then, that, and then they, that's the end of the scene. It's just... That's totally realistic. Like, that is how it works. You know, you, you yeah. take the piss out of each other, and then you're, like, you know, kind of just having that affection. Um, they have yeah, this antagonistic really relationship, but it, it kind of, like, it comes off as very genuine. And I think that's part of the reason this movie works is, like, stuff like that and the relationship with his mum as well... Like, it all comes across as, like, quite genuine. You know, um, when he's on the phone and um, the mum comes with her, um, Jamie, and the mum comes on the phone and she's like, hello, Joyce? Is that Joyce? And, like, she doesn't <laughs> understand how the phone works. And he's like, mum, get off the phone! Yeah. <laughs> There's a brilliant callback to that scene as well, where, like, Ryan Reynolds, that scene where he's mopey, he's effed things up, and he's going through his voicemail, and, like, the first seven are, like, Anna Faris basically threatening him. And then there's just that one voicemail then from his mother Hello, somehow. Joyce? Joyce? <laughs> <laughs> Love it. It's very good. It's very good. Um, where are we then? Because this is... So we're, we are we're kind of in at the... the movie where... Let's talk about Anna Faris a bit more because um, there's kind of like a quite a few scenes of her in the middle here before we get more into the the Reynolds um, yeah the last smart act plot. yeah um, there's the first one where she gets tased at the mall which <laughs> is another amazing performance from Christopher Marquette where he's on the phone with Ryan Reynolds 
and he's like playing with his taser for, quite, for, for unknown reasons. Um, I think it's um, Anna Faris's taser. And uh, yes, it is. He just accidentally shoots her with it, and she falls off this balcony, and he kind of just drops the phone. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's um, I think it's a fantastic example of setup and payoff, and this yeah. movie's really really good at it. But the taser, because yes. she mentions the taser, and and it's it's kind of like a bit you're like, well, why did you mention that? And it's I think it's a good example of Chekhov's gun, you know, Chekhov's taser, where. Um, <laughs> <laughs> she's she's she she mentioned that it goes away and then he's kind of like flipping it around his hand you know like just kind of playing with it at the twirling it yeah, yeah, with the, it when he's on the phone uh and, and then and then and then zaps her the the other example we haven't really mentioned this but there's the friends the two friends Chekhov's um Chekhov's um, friends Chekhov's dentist well, I think was the Chekhov's dentist is is what I yeah is how I'm gonna I can't remember then. Is it Clark, Clark and, Darla? and Darla played by yeah, so Fred, Fred Uanuik and Uwanuik. Amy Matiso? Matiso. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So they they play they play Chekhov's dentist, where they're dentists at the start, and then obviously later on, we get a scene after uh, where Ryan Reynolds gets hit by a hockey puck in the teeth. And again, I think it's just like it's the type of thing that you don't necessarily notice when you're watching it, but you know on reflection and kind of like digging into a little bit how films are made it's a really really simple way of of uh, like satisfying a joke you know that you've got this dentist friends and then there's lots of there's lots of conversation in the dentist chair and all this and i think it's just like really really um considered filmmaking in a way that in a comedy movie like this you wouldn't really expect to have this level of we're going to show you the taser and we're going to show you the dentist and there's a few other, other examples as well and then we're going to make sure we use them because <laughs> yeah because it because it, it makes it funnier to have the little well it's, the it's like they're in the it joke. from the start they're in the the initial flashback scene where it's established that they're not only reynolds friends but they're also friends with smart so they're friends with both of them and then when we meet them again you like you said it establishes that they're dentists again tying it in nice setup and payoff later but we also get a nice scene where Reynolds is talking to Clark about Amy Smart, and Amy Smart is talking to Darla about Ryan Reynolds. Like, um, those yeah. scenes are kind of like cutting between each other, and it's like a nice bit of like synergy that they, they couldn't work unless they'd established. And it's just quite, it's quite a a a good way of doing it to have them be a couple. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm glad I'm glad you brought up that scene as well. Uh, just 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 to move on from those two as well. I'm glad you brought up that scene, Dave, because this was the. the the only sort of, uh, well, one of the few issues I took with this movie. And it was with that scene that those two characters that you're describing, Dave, where they're describing the scene before, you know, where uh, Reynolds and Smart are, you know, in bed together and they're cuddling up. And then basically, you know, each of them are hoping they have sex and they don't. And then they're regaling their respective friends about the, the events that happen. And one of the things that she says is, you know, the, the female friend um, uh, who played uh, Amy Matty. Dala, let's just call her Dala. Darla, brilliant, yeah. And she says, oh, well, you know, did, uh, did did you make any moves? And she goes, no, but I put myself out there. You know, I wore I wore the shirt. <laughs> and I thought, and I I hope I don't sound like a fucking, like, a red pill bro or an asshole Because he is audience. <laughs> Thank you, Dave. But I just thought, like, it's it, it sort of says or states that the woman has no agency there to, to initiate sex. So if she wants sex, attracted to a dude, well, she has to wait for him to make the move because, yeah. she, you know, she has no agency to initiate this. But and it's just it kind like, of what, plays into, like, it, how poorly developed this Amy Smart character is where, like, mm. 
again, I know what you mean, Ross. The tone of that scene is telling us, the audience, that, like, do you know what I mean? It's that she's, you know, maybe she should have made a move or, like, but not really. It's more saying, like, oh, yeah, of course the guy makes the move. Yeah, yeah, it's the man's rule. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's I kind guess of it'll... like the weird tonal stuff in the end towards the end of this where and and that feeds into then about the sorry to interrupt you, but that feeds into then to the larger thing where you know when you have instances then of like people saying oh well she was asking for it. you know she dressed in so you know in a certain way or she acts a certain way and just uh, like <laughs> she was asking for it a phrase that should just never ever <laughs> come out of anyone's mouth. No, abs, abs. No, 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 no. no, no, no. That, that, I'm, not, I'm, I'm not saying you're advocating for that, Ross. I'm just, I'm just. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just what I die on. on the on the term, but I, th- I think I think what it gets it gets to the um, we've mentioned it already, but like the the kind of like a thematic hole in the movie. Do you know what I mean? Where they could have that would have been a point to plug that in to to say to say something about that thing. But they're more interested in the joke. Um, yeah, that's not necessarily like a bad choice. As 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 you know, if you're trying to create like a more cogent movie. But I do think mm. there is a bit there where where you're like, okay, maybe maybe because these two people are adults and and you know not teenagers, they're just having sex with someone that you you've known for like or known again for about three days, would be awkward as fuck. And they, I guess that's kind of what they're saying. Um, so I guess it could, it could be it, you know it could have been worse. They could have had that scene. I think in a conventional romantic comedy. That would have been the scene when they'd done that, and then there would have been fallout from it. Whereas they just decided not. That's to That's kind of like instead. the overriding theme here, isn't it? Like it could have been worse. When I was watching this, when we, when we talked about doing this, I really thought of it as one of those movies that's kind of like, oh, yeah, that's that movie like with all the bros. And this isn't that. This movie, I don't think, is quite that. But like, it several times you're like, it so nearly could be about that. It's it's bro adjacent, isn't it? I think. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Very much so. Bruh, very much so. Bro. Bro. So let's get through this plot, I suppose, because um, we've already talked about most of it. Are we still talking about the same movie? Yeah, yeah. Apparently, yeah. What, what, wow. what year is this? Deadpool um, 2? Deadpool 2. <laughs> what day is it? You there, boy. <laughs> <laughs> this is well, Christmassy let, as fuck. Let's just, let's just skip. I mean, largely we've, we've kind of got through, and, and again, people have seen the film, but... There's a few things I think we should we should touch on. We've mentioned Anna Faris, and so let's just go back in on that because can we talk about the toothpaste? That's exactly what I want to go to because the bit with the toothpaste. I Apparently, think this is the peak. I think this dental is the hygiene peak is comedy. really important, folks. Again, like I was reading, I was reading. Um, I think it was a Cosmo interview with the director because there is so little out there about this, um, and he was saying about Anna Faris that, like, I think you said, Ross, like she's up for anything. Like she's just. She's just game, you know? So mm-hmm. when she fell, when in the movie she falls off the balcony and she has to be on painkillers and things, again, it's like a nice way for the, the movie to thematically have her not be Get in Reynolds' way so that he can pursue this other woman. It's clever, um, isn't it? It's is actually really clever filmmaking, that bit. We see her. She's doped up on, um, let's say, Vicodin. She's got like a an ice pack tied around her head and under her chin with a bandage <laughs> in a real like It's like out of a Donald Duck cartoon. And... <laughs> <laughs> we yeah. come in and the brother's like listen um, what you need to know is it's not my fault <laughs> don't be mad it says. don't be mad and she's eating toothpaste and she's just like <laughs> it's, it's honestly quite distracting just falling down her face and she's got again this really wide eyes like ooh ooh and, and then, and then Reynolds and then is trying to talk to her and she's just dribbling toothpaste all over him 
And then there's the great bit where she, um, she, she, they're kind of having a conversation. They Ryan Reynolds and the brother kind of a conversation, and and, and she kind of like slowly moves into frame, creeps, <laughs> and then and then with this with this like this just fountainous mouth of toothpaste just licks the side of his face. And it, it's no, it's not that. It's not that she puts her lips up like she's giving him a kiss, but she just like blows this somehow she retains three mouthfuls of toothpaste inside her mouth and you just see that running down his face but apparently when they were filming this it was kind of just like a they thought oh she's fallen and she's she's injured and she's going to be you know high on drugs or whatever and somebody thought something like this would be funny and she just did it like she was just because, like oh yeah fantastic give me, give me all the, give me all the toothpaste yeah. and just Oh, and Ryan Reynolds is, I think, like, selling it as much as she is in that, like, his reaction is like, uh, this is weird as fuck. But again, like, he's really like, oh, this woman's a fucking maniac. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is, she's the real MVP of this movie, isn't she? Like, there's just, every every, every scene she's in, and they do, they as, as you say, they, they do a, a decent job of, like, nullifying her a little bit because you kind of need, you need um, Reynolds to be able to, be able to Kind of talk to Amy Smart without her screeching, and you know. know. Well, you need her off screen, and the way they do that is like she sleeps through the first time he goes out, and then the second time he sends her to the mall, and the third time she's high on painkillers because (laughs) of this horrible injury. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Where does that place us then? Because we're probably into the last act of the movie now, which is kind of like Ryan Reynolds and and. Amy Smart, that this is where they clash, isn't it? This is this is kind of finally, like, and I think the movie does drag this out a little bit. Um, we, we we maybe have skipped the ice hockey scene, which is funny. I really do like it, but that's it's funny. But is it, do we have anything to say about it? No, but but we do get the introduction of um, Dinkleman there, Dusty Dinkleman, as as like a love um, uh, option for for Amy Smart. So that that's the bit where you kind of see this character coming in and the kind of competition between them and there's a great there's a great little bit where they're uh, going on a date and you know dusty turns up as well and the mom comes and all of that and they're, they're watching the notebook <laughs> have you ever seen the notebook either of you yes Don't yes so. yes why have you seen it, Dave? What possible reason would have would you have watched the notebook? Because he just wants to feel Sam. Oh my god! I know this may and be a shocking revelation. I think I watched it with a woman, but I could not tell you any further details than that. It just his mother. I don't think so. <laughs> um, but I couldn't Good. also say it wasn't. I don't know. Well, it's it's not a bad movie, right? Let's 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 not just shit on the notebook. Let's we can maybe watch that <laughs> next year when we're oh Sam Sam. I'm not shitting on the notebook. I'm shitting on Dave. Oh, good. Okay, but there's a, the the scene at the end of the notebook where the the woman, the the older woman who has dementia, um, kind of like wakes up from it momentarily, and then she Maybe can. I haven't seen know. this movie. I'd be surprised if you had. It's quite long as well. But the there's a good the the scene where they're all crying. Everyone's crying yeah. apart from Ryan Reynolds, who just wants to die because this is just it's a crap movie. He's watching the notebook with his mother. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> and the While bit, some dude moves on in on the yeah, love of his life. Dusty puts his hand, or the other way round, I think maybe um, Amy Smart puts his hand on Clyde's hand, and, and then the mother does the same thing to Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> it's brilliant. Um, but it, but it, not this, to take this, us back, but just, I mean, to take us back, uh, we haven't actually mentioned, but when we first meet Chris Klein, they do a really good job of putting him in like loads of acne in a wig. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, the start uh, yeah movie. Dusty Dinkleman. Like they do a really yeah. good job, like even better job than they do with um, Ryan Reynolds of making this very good-looking man look utterly despicable. Mm-hmm. It's a good, it is, it's good makeup, isn't it? But th- this is, and this is the kind of like final bit of the movie, which is uh, uh, Klein trying to go for Amy Smart, Ryan Reynolds kind of like trying to do the same thing as well. But then you know he's he's also a bro. He, yeah, so he he he's maybe not quite as committed, and there's there's a lot of comedy in there, I think, which is which is quite fun to see. Um, we mentioned the church scene already, which I think is is just is brilliant, and just how shit eating um, Klein's character is. Like he is, he's, he's he doing is, what Reynolds is doing, but he's doing it much much better. Yes, yeah, yeah. Like he's much yeah. more committed to being a fucking douchebag. And that and that's maybe where again, like uh, the arc of these characters is is relatively limited. It isn't until a lot later on in the movie that I think Ryan Reynolds figures out that he doesn't need, like, he shouldn't pretend to be some genius LA music guy. Like, and and it comes it comes down to that. Mom, where are my skates? I need them to show how talented I am. Yes, (laughs) and and he kind of regresses into like being that pathetic teenager again, doesn't he? Yes, but but I don't think I don't think he I don't think the character figures out that he just needs to be himself. Like that is what that is what is gonna kind of get you be the girl. Yourself, be yourself. Be yourself. <laughs> but it's another example, I think, of the movie not really giving a shit about that message because it is so minor. It's such a small, um, it's such a small part of like the overall culmination of the film that that, that actually maybe he's just just. You don't think about the friend zone. You know, they never really reject that idea. They just almost have him overcome it. It's and almost I like think... they could do with a couple of scenes. You know, a scene where he really like blatantly realizes that that he cares for this woman because she's his friend. Like yes, they never that he's enjoyed just hanging out with exactly. her. Do you know? What? And they do have that even that day they have together where they, or the evening where they like they they do they sit and they laugh and they they do, do you know what I mean? Have that kind of easy back and forth that friends have and. You don't quite. I think the movie like is blunt enough that it needs to be a bit blunter with that realization, where he realizes that like, oh, he really loves this woman, you know, because she was his best friend, and not yeah, be you know, and not because she was the hottest girl in school or anything like that, and and maybe because of that attractiveness, maybe some sort of realization from him that like looks on everything and that do you know do you know what I mean? And that like there's more to his relationship with Amy Smart yeah. than you know just wanted to bang one out. Um, but <laughs> wow. oh, I'm sorry. Is that too blunt for talking about this movie? Dave the Fonz there, <laughs> just hey. bang one out. But 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 it does it does like again the movie doesn't really spell it out enough for me. I think they could have done with a bit more redemption. Like they could have done with a bit more introspection for Ryan yeah. character. Like have that moment. A good example of how close they came to just utter absurdity. Is the the um, deleted scene? So, kind oh of like, my fucking uh, lord! This deleted well, let, let me set scene. it up. Oh, do tell. Let me set it up. Jamie, so Jamie rejects. Amy Smart rejects um, Ryan Reynolds and says, "You know, you, you just because I didn't have sex with you in high school." 
And he says, and this is a good example of the movie not pulling its punches at all. He says, oh, well, I'm sorry you peaked in high school. You know, like, which is a yeah. really mean line. To say Damning. To like Again, it. though, like, I thought quite dead on to reality when you're having an argument, you're angry with somebody that you know quite well, you know yeah. exactly how to hurt them. Yes. And, yes. like, that's yeah. from both of them. Like, they just, they, they know what to say, not because they mean it, but because they know it will... Like to quote the Witcher, they know just where to pinch. Exactly, and that yeah. again, like, yeah. felt quite not quite realistic, Real. I suppose, but it felt like quite based in reality. Right. So let's let's keep that in our heads because, um, and we'll come to actually what happens in the movie. But I just want to touch on this deleted scene. I think Dave, you you were you were telling me about it. Did you watch the deleted scenes? Yes, I did. Yeah. Uh, is it the is it the like alternative ending one you're talking yes. about? Yes. So, um, <clears throat> the deleted scenes are well worth watching. Um, it took me quite a long time to figure out that I didn't need a DVD. I could just watch them on YouTube. Um, <laughs> that was my first thought process. was like, do I know someone with a DVD and I could watch them? No, no, they're on YouTube because 2021. Um, but uh, the, there's an alternative ending to this, this shot. So, the actual ending in the movie, I suppose, we'll talk about first, Sam, and then we can get into the alternate. No, one. no, talk about, the, talk about the alternate first because I think it's important. This is what they could have done. This right, is so this is what done. they could have done then. Um, so, as we've established, Amy Smart and Ryan Reynolds have a big bust up, and Ryan Reynolds basically is thrown out the bar and he goes back to LA. Um, the alternate ending, um, which I like and I don't like, and we'll get into why. So, he initially goes, he goes to his house, and there are three women just like playing volleyball in his garden. Like, independent of him question mark he then goes into the office and um he thinks he's going to get fired because um samantha's stormed off and he's lost the client he comes out his boss is really happy with him uh because uh anna faris has written like a series of really depressing like hate-filled songs about how much she despises him and um because of (laughs) the way he acted and he kind of goes oh yeah and, and gets everything he wanted you know the promotion or whatever the boss was offering and then um, he goes back to his house with three really attractive women, question mark, um, and they're all sat drinking, presumably about to have a foursome, uh, <laughs> when someone puts on um, Dusty's album. Again, what? <laughs> um, and he starts crying and gets really upset and tells these tells these um, women um, how much he loves Jamie. And then, like, that's the end of the deleted scene. Uh and so, I really cool. like the first half of it. I really like the idea that Anna Faris maybe learnt something from it and you know did better. And I really like the kind of the idea of Reynolds maybe realizing that oh yeah maybe I am an arsehole. Uh, yeah. The foursome bit I'm less keen on uh, <laughs> because it's like more broy than anything else in this movie. That that so I I think the reason that I wanted you to lay that out first is because I actually can really really imagine this movie ending up like that like it it kind yeah. of it kind of it almost culminates but then I can imagine the bad choices being made where you get to the point where he basically has this this like orgy and and then goes and then realizes how like hollow that makes him feel and so he goes back to to shithole New Jersey to speak to this woman who's, you know... Oh, no, a town pe- full of lovely people in a decent-looking yeah. bar. Even who, who peaked in high school, as, <laughs> as, as, uh, as he says. But 
uh, the actual ending is that he kind of goes and realizes that he doesn't check really off like taser. His, yeah, he doesn't really like his life anyway because um, uh, uh, Anna Faris is there in his in his house and she says some crazy stuff and then kind of, tases him in the balls. Yep, yep. It's it's um, a weird. It's a weird ending, isn't it? It's a weird and funny... It's a funny scene. It's another good Anna Faris scene, which I think is why they kept mm. it. Because, like, he just sits down and he's like, oh, God, my life, what have I done? And then suddenly she pops up behind him and there's, like, a musical play, <laughs> like it's a cartoon. And she's got this plate full of cookies and she's like, oh, you're here! And she's like, as if nothing has ever happened. And they're, again, <laughs> like, Ryan Reynolds has never given any indication that these two people... That, 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 that him and Samantha are a couple in any of this movie... But like Anna Faris thinks they are, you know, man and wife essentially, and she's like, "Oh, yeah. I've missed you." Blah 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 blah. I, and then she I tases really him in the balls. Well, I was gonna just be, just before she tases him, I really love that scene because where she's saying, "Oh, I forgive you," and all, and it's you know, it's giving me a new idea for a song. You know, I've improved. You know, that the song "Forgiveness," and she starts playing the guitar, and you know, starts off that line "Forgiveness," and then the camera cuts to Ryan Reynolds, and the guy's tired. He, you know, he got. <laughs> drunk, he got kicked out of the bar got the flight then to LA just got back to his place and now she's appeared like you've said Dev, come up behind him with a plate of cookies in his home before he got home and then she's just playing and you see him like look around I just want to play Xbox (laughs) yeah I'm done and he looks all around before he finally goes and he gets up and he just like grabs the guitar (laughs) and she's mid song and he goes no (laughs) and and her says no no more. <laughs> Just <laughs> right. I whilst that, yeah, I I agree. Whilst that scene is incredibly entertaining for me, I I think, I mean, we always say you know like in some movies you know how how could we have fixed this, and it seems like they already thought how to fix it, but they just put it in like deleted scenes because I think if you have that scene where the guy realizes what he's actually got isn't worth as much as what you know what what he left, yeah, then then you can see where that arc comes from. But what I think they needed, I think what I think the the, the foursome scene and 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 like saying that I think it, it, that's the most extreme on one end of like. Well, it's this, the reason it's so extreme. And did you watch it, Ross? I don't. No, no, I, know I haven't. But I just to give you there. and maybe the audience some context, if they haven't seen it, like it's not even that it's Ryan Reynolds on his balcony with these three attractive women. It's the way these women are being directed. Um, they're like vapid aren't they like, they're, they're vapid and they're like, he yeah. starts crying and telling them about how much he loves Jamie and then it's the morning so in theory the whole night has passed away they're drinking champagne and things and one of them's still like oh well you've got us and she kind of like leans in and cuddles him and it's like what is the direction for these women oh mm-hmm. this guy's so sad we'd better all fuck him and each other and it's like but to, be, to, <laughs> to be clear though obviously this isn't what's in the movie and, no, and, and I can and I understand think, why they cut it because of that. Yeah, but but what 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 I think what I think it it, it goes to and why I asked you to say it first is because it goes to like we need some kind of redemption arc for him. We need we need him yeah. to um to kind of realize I think in a strong way that what he's the, the way he's acted and the way that he's treated um Amy Smart throughout like their entire relationship even from school <laughs> Is completely not appropriate, you know. What I mean, and it's and it's like that. That all the stuff we talked about about expectation and just being entitled, <clears throat> like they they never they never go near that. And so instead of the foursome, which is like, it's more funny, I think, 
and it, it's kind of a bit more dialed up. They just go with this really, really naff, rushed, and kind of like boring ending where um, he 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 just, as you say, he gets tasered and then leaves, and then we see them on the porch and they have this kiss and that's the end of the movie. And I really feel like either go foursome um, and all these you know vapid girls, and you realise how little you care about that now that you've you connected with Amy Smart or actually go for like a proper emotional you know gut punch and, and actually wrap up all of the, the the things that you've been talking about in the movie into a scene a good example would be and it's very trite and it's done, done before but he goes into work Amy Smart is like you know uh, sorry not Amy Smart Anna, ha- Anna Harris is causing uh, Faris Faris is causing shit and have him just stand up and say, I don't give a shit about this anymore. And to his boss, you know, because the boss, he's not really in it un- until the very end. Have him say, I quit. I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to live this crazy life. I'm not dealing with her shit or your shit anymore. I'm going to go back to New Jersey and be happy that way. Like, just something that gives you a bit of journey for him. Because other than that, he goes back. They He stays for six months and he realises he doesn't like her anymore because... You know they've they've been apart for for ten years, and you, you you can imagine them just breaking up at the end, which is never yeah. a good position to be in for a rom com. I don't think. No, I mean, <clears throat> I see what you mean. The way I would the way I would fix the ending is kind of like there's a line right right at the very end where he's on the door the doorstep scene. I fucking hate a doorstep scene. Um, yes. <laughs> but like he's on the doorstep and he's like, "Go in the house. You know, it's cold." I'm just a guy <laughs> it's talking Canada. to a girl, asking her to ignore all of my previous behaviour and go out with me regardless. Um, yes. <laughs> but the actual thing he says is like, um, you know, I came here thinking maybe I wanted to say that I'd rather we were friends and I'd rather you're in my life than than not. And he goes, but I'd yes. be lying, I want more. And what I wanted this movie to do is for this fucking woman to have some agency and maybe say to him, like, you know, listen... Um, I don't know you anymore, you know. We you know, I really cared about you as a friend in high school and stuff like that, and then you've suddenly appeared. You seem like a total fucking maniac because one dawn minute you're acting, you know, like this Hollywood big shot and the other you know, and other times you seem like your old self. Like maybe not all of that, it's quite a long scene, but <clears throat> her maybe just standing up and saying, you know, listen, like let's just try friends for now. Let you know, let's try being friends and you know, and see where we go. Let's not have this fucking like daft like declaration of oh, well, you know, picks her up and sweeps her over the threshold. Essentially, like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like maybe having this woman having a bit more like yeah, you know, actually, actually, like I think you're going to cut my face off. Like let's not, let's maybe take because, it slowly. You know, because the rest of the movie isn't at that level, is it? No, it's, it's, the rest of the movie is at the level of let's make it kind of funny and let's go from there. So. They they're kind of relying on that well worn rom com trope of and it's it's fine. it's phoned in in the end, isn't it? It's, it's just fine, really phoned in. It? Yeah, it's not good or entertaining or funny, but it's fine. Yeah, yeah. Which is which? I uh, I guess we have been mentioning it throughout, but I I I just want to underline how like how much I was laughing during this, and I I'm really not like a big <laughs> comedy movie yeah. guy. I don't most comedy. <laughs> Sam hates humor. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. But so, you know, the, the example of like the hangover, like that is just, I just do not find that funny whatsoever because it's it's not, there's no jokes. 
per, per se. It's like let's watch these idiots do stupid things. And I think this film is it doesn't do that. There is there is quite a lot of actual gags uh, in it, and it and it kind of like it's just a really really funny movie. And I think it's a shame that they then just didn't inject well, the, the fine bit line. Of... The fine line between this and something like The Hangover is that all the things that all the characters in this movie are doing. Are believable, like you believe that these characters that you've been introduced to and told about, you would you believe they would be doing the things that they're doing, yeah. With the possible exception of Anna Faris, who carries off by being a <laughs> fucking maniac throughout, like you know, Reynolds' actions are kind of informed by what we know about his character, and like everyone else is kind of on the same level. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Whereas something like The Hangover, I think it's more that no single that you're introduced to these characters. But they deal with situations in a way that like doesn't fit with what you're told, like be, and that's what you mean. Where they're just increasingly in, they're doing things because the script says so. Whereas in this movie, it feels like these characters are doing these things because that's what that character would do. Yeah. Um, again, yeah. maybe like it's not based on reality because I mean, obviously, this isn't massively. Um, you know, my my Christmases certainly aren't like this. Um, but there's a certain amount of like, you know, inspired by reality in this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, a lot of the relationships you could say is like some of the scenarios are a bit like mental like that scene where you know the the father's Christmas decorations all get torn down that's your sort of generic movie uh, trope or circumstance where something wacky happens that and something was fantastical, by the way a fucking fantastic on a fantastical scale rather where uh, he shouts duck everyone jumps and he kicks the last person who doesn't duck he pulls the legs out from under no he it, kicks yeah. her no no it was his hands he pull her oh. yeah Still impressive, but what the point I'm making is that though, like some of the situations are a yeah. bit, you know, movie-ish. But it's the relationships, and particularly the one I'm going to reference is the relationship between the two brothers. You know, you guys have mentioned it before. It, We're on a real that comes from a real fest the last couple of weeks, aren't we? Say that again. We're on a real sibling fest the last couple of weeks, aren't we? <laughs> yes. Um, siblings. Damn siblings! But this was a fun movie. I was genuinely surprised how well this whole held up, um, yeah. and how not not as problematic as I thought it would be. It was as well. Like, we we have found like some flaws with it, but to be honest, I thought we were going to tear this to shreds yeah. before watching it. I thought I was going to get another. Why did you suggest this, <laughs> Ross? Um, but yeah, no, I'm 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 glad Sam enjoyed it. I'm glad that cold cold heart of his can feel some joy at least. Um, one 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 final scene. <laughs> Just getting that digging. One one Quiet. last scene before before we wrap up is uh, I want to discuss uh, that scene where uh, Reynolds and Smart return from their first date, and you know he's walking through the door and she's like, "Oh, it's really cold." And he goes, "Yeah, it's like the South Pole, like the Deep South Pole. If there was one, I don't think there is though." And that that's the, that's the dialogue that happens. And he gets back in the car, and we've all been there, you know, where we said, like, in a job interview, or, you know, or with a woman, and we've said some incredibly stupid, and we're, we're reliving that, and we, you know, we're just so embarrassed from that situation. And he does this thing where he's, like, re- re- reciting the words he spoke to her earlier. He's like, <laughs> just as he's having this fucking breakdown. Uh, Smart comes into view He's sitting in the camera Smart comes into view Like behind him So he's still having This breakdown And she's just Watching him <laughs> Now First of all It's a really funny scene Because she's like 
he sees her then, and he's like, oh, and he, like, composes himself before winding down the clear window. And <laughs> she's like, I forgot my gloves. And he's like, oh, I'll, uh, I'll get those. <laughs> and he gives the gloves back up. Now, this scene is objectively funny. It's even funnier because I knew the scene was coming, and I was watching Smart the whole time. And I see her, like, and like, and you have to imagine this was the best thing they did because she she cracked at least three times. Yeah, yes. it's, called, it's but, called breaking, isn't it? In a in a, yeah, in a movie, she broke. Yeah, <laughs> at least three times. You have to imagine, like, how many takes? I wonder how many takes that scene took. Yeah, <laughs> because I'm laughing. It's a very good scene. Um... Yeah, very much, and I think it's a good it's a good scene for Smart to be the, the straight man as, as such, uh, which is mostly Reynolds in this movie is like the one who's mm. you know tasked with sitting in the back of a scene, being like, "What the fuck is happening?" Um, yeah, so it's a good example of their chemistry as well. You know, throughout the throughout the film, they've, they've, they they think they really work well together, and there's a lot of um, that that chemistry is I think really well sold, and it, it adds a lot to the film. You know, if, if you don't have that, I think this would be a very different feeling movie, maybe a bit meaner if there wasn't yeah. that affection between them, you know. Yeah, totally. Definitely. Um, so, if we are all done, uh, I before we do final thoughts, briefly, I have two pieces of trivia. <coughs> um, so, firstly, you mentioned the car windows, Ross. That's one of the only scenes in the movie where the car windows are up. Um... Every other scene, despite the fact the they filmed in Canada in, you know, the Ice Age, um, whenever they're driving, all the wind, the wind, the front windows are down, and it's because mm. uh, because it's the winter and the sun's high or low. Sorry, you could see the reflection of the camera. Oh, in in the car windows. So that's a cool little technical. Despite the insight, fact that, like, again, they filmed it in Canada in you know really really cold weather and the sun's in exactly the wrong place, like. They had to have the windows down, so um, I I think I read it before I watched it this time, and that's the only scene where the windows up. Uh, they even have a joke about it later, I think, where he goes yeah. out to the Porsche and the windows are down. And of course, like down. obviously, you know it's winter here now. Like I'm not fucking taking putting my windows down. In this cold weather, no, who the, who the god who in God's name? Well, they wouldn't leave windows down. They wouldn't not even when they're in the car. <laughs> I mean, especially when they're in the car. Yeah, uh, but they wouldn't, and that's kind of like that's the yeah. joke, you know. And I think it it's a nice little thing that you don't doesn't really come off as like why the fuck are these idiots driving around like that? Um, yeah. The other thing was that um, I think it's really funny that they had a cameo from uh, Alanis Morissette in the early part of the movie when he's in L.A. Uh, that's in the deleted scenes. Um, so they wanted to have like a, a cameo from a celebrity in that scene to kind of like underline him hobnobbing with um, <coughs> music, uh, musical artists and just, stuff. Just say sex diff because you've you've mentioned banging one out, and now you've mentioned hobnobbing. Let's just let's just say have sex. I'm not. That's not what I'm referring to at all. Uh, I haven't even oh. mentioned my thesis this episode, so you can't count yourself lucky. Um, <laughs> so they filmed this cameo um, and basically. Um, Ryan Reynolds was going was um, dating Elias Morris at the time, so he was able to get her to come and do this cameo in the movie. Um, when the director said they needed an Elias Morissette type, and Reynolds was like, "Oh yeah, we can get her," uh, and then they cut the scene. It's not a particularly interesting scene, 
Um, but it just seems it's a like good choice, isn't it? It's, it definitely is a good choice, but like it's a really weird. Like you would think, going through the effort of getting Alanis Morissette like to come down and do this scene, you know, and then to not have it in the movie because um, she was quite a big star at the time, and like you'd feel like that would have been a a, a selling point to get people to go and see it, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. which is odd. Uh, Definitely. Yeah. Final thoughts then, Ross. Um. Well, I, I, th- I thought I'd give it in uh, before Dave was talking about the technical stuff. But final thoughts is, yeah, it's it's still a, despite it being fifteen years old, and despite there being some serious Oof, you know, uh, bro vibes from it or nice guy vibes from it, it's still an entertaining watch. And Arif, Anna Faris makes the movie for me. Agreed. I like this film. Uh, yeah, pretty much, uh, pretty much around the horn there. Um, I was really surprised, um, and I think maybe if you if you saw this film. Around you know the time, um, it's definitely one to revisit. That I might you know if I if it wasn't for the podcast, I might have thought, oh no, I don't really want to watch that. That'll be shit. And, and I couldn't, yeah, I couldn't have been more yeah. wrong, really. And it's Give nice. It it's nice to have fun with a movie that's like fun in itself. Because mm. um, we've done some real fucking clunkers lately. <coughs> Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> um, so I'm also excited because I think. Um, our other three rom-coms are all much more um, female marketed which will be an interesting like change of pace for us absolutely this is going to be a fun month and uh, a very romantic month so I'm glad that we can and we can who else to spend together. it with we can, we can all yeah, share this experience mm-hmm. who, else, who else to spend this really romantic month with than you two well I'll tell you what my, my wife is really looking forward to it um, she started listening to our podcast. Oh, really? Uh, have you know? Oh, oh, gen- genuinely, she started listening to take the piss out of me. Yes, that's legitimate. I can I swear understand that. that. But, yeah, but now yeah. I've met your wife. Somehow, yeah. somehow, now she listens every episode. But somehow, she's hooked. I don't know how. There's something. It must, there's, it must there's, be my uh, my my wonderful voice that she's. That it's only you fucking say that, Sam, because you're actually her favourite. <laughs> there's something I want to have. A, I want to chat about you to, to you after this. Actually, yes. when we're done recording. Do you know what it is, Brilliant. Ross? Do you know what it Thanks, is, Ross? Is that she doesn't know Sam as well. She knows you're <laughs> That's a piece exactly of shit, what it is. and she she knows I'm a piece of shit. But, but, but between she between, know between Dave, Sam's a piece of shit. Between you, Dave, and her little husband, yeah, probably I'm the favourite. I think that's <laughs> little husband. <laughs> I could literally break you in half over my knee. <laughs> you're calling me little. I said literal, but maybe. <laughs> oh, I thought one. you said little. Yeah. <laughs> it's like what. Condescending. That's what I should have said. Just to be clear, Ross is five foot eight if he's an inch. Um, and well, at least I've grown an inch in the last fucking half hour. You said <laughs> I was five seven then. Keep well, trying, Ross. Keep we trying. will. We will resolve the great controversy of how tall or perhaps short Ross is next week. Uh, it's goodbye from me. I'll see you later. And that's a bye from me. Bye.